0: Hey y'all, as we know, highly sensitive kids feel things deeply. When they're excited, everyone around them knows it. They bubble over with excitement. Their joy is contagious. But when they're sad, they're overcome with sorrow. If something is stressful for them, it's completely overwhelming. It can really fuel their negativity bias Ask me how I know. I mean, we've had quite a month and a half as far as stress goes. So just like any other emotion they feel, they feel anger deeply as well. So if you have a kid who you think is highly sensitive, but they are just angry all the time or frequently enough that it feels like all the time, this episode's for you. Before we dive in, though, I want to let you know that I've been doing a lot of background, like back-end, behind-the-scenes work to simplify and streamline my online presence. And I'm excited to share that you can now find me at juliamcgary.com. J-U-L-I-A-M-C-G-A-R-E-Y dot com. My new website is easy to navigate with links to my email list and all the info you need to get started with coaching. I hope you'll check it out and that it makes getting started even easier for you. All right, that said, let's talk about anger. Anger is a challenging emotion for most parents. Most of us got in trouble as kids when we were angry. So when we come face-to-face with anger in our kids, it can be very triggering. You might think, that's inappropriate behavior, or they shouldn't be talking to me that way, or, oh my god, why are they so disrespectful? Or maybe even, whoa, I'm just trying to help here. From there... We might get angry ourselves. If we're having all those thoughts or any of those thoughts, we're probably gonna feel angry about our kids' anger. Or maybe we clam up and back off. We might even find ourselves trying to talk them out of their anger, telling them that they're okay, or it wasn't a big deal, or they should be grateful for what they have. In most of these situations, our reaction as adults is driven by a desire to get whatever is happening to stop. It's uncomfortable. We weren't allowed to act that way. But because we weren't allowed to act that way, most of us learn to bottle up our anger. It's pretty rare that this generation of parents was taught constructive ways to express and process their anger. But really, that's what we want for our kids. So with that in mind, the number one thing you can do to support your child through their anger is to start regulating yourself so you can respond calmly when they are angry. Now, typically, anger comes on fast. So this is one of those things that might be easier said than done. If you have a meditation or yoga practice in place or any sort of practice that helps you be more present and attuned to your body, you might be able to recognize the the yoga, the anger coming on. You might be able to narrate your experience for your child. You might be able to say something like, I can feel myself getting angry right now and that's not how I want to respond to you. So I'm going to walk away and regroup. Or maybe you opt for taking a deep breath and inviting them to breathe with you. This is a great place to be because it models self-regulation for your child. It allows you to model this for your child, which is really powerful. But... We aren't all at that point in our personal development. So, if you're not able to put this into practice because you see red so quickly, you aren't alone. If that's you, you might be better served by reflecting back on situations where you got angry with your child, with their anger behaviors, and get really curious about why. What thoughts did you have in these moments that triggered anger for you? Were you thinking about how disrespectful they were acting? How you'd never have gotten away with that kind of behavior as a kid? That it's unacceptable and they should know better? This is an important step because when we connect our anger to our thinking it's easier to separate it from our kids, okay? If we can see that we're getting angry because we never would have gotten away with shouting at our parents, we can make the next step and see that our kids aren't making us angry. We have agency over that. Additionally, when we can recognize that we're getting angry because of our thoughts, about their behavior, we can start to process our anger outside of the moment and redirect our thinking so we can be more present and then actually help them, okay? So what do I mean by that? Well, if you identify that you think that their behavior is disrespectful and you shouldn't let them walk all over you, and you recognize that those thoughts make you feel really angry you can likely call up that anger outside of the moment just by focusing on those thoughts. Take the time to do this. Create a quiet moment for yourself and zero in on these thoughts. Let the anger come and then pay attention. Pay attention to where you feel it in your body. When you locate it, get even more curious. What Does it feel like? What qualities does it have? How would you describe the sensations? You want to get to know it, allow it to take up space, and then just observe. Take a few breaths and notice if the feelings soften or change. Over time, you'll notice that they will change but the amount of time it takes is going to be unique to you. You may have to try this exercise more than once before you feel a shift. Okay? So, that's the processing piece. The other step on your end for your self-regulation is to redirect your thinking. Now you've identified the thoughts that are coming up for you and you're you've Felt the anger that they spark. Now it's time to consider what else would feel true to you in those moments and what would elicit a more neutral response emotionally for you. We're really going for neutral here. And I really want you to have an alternative in your back pocket that you can direct yourself to when these anger inducing thoughts arise. Because even when you recognize that that's what's happening, it doesn't make them go away. They're going to keep coming back up. It's just the way that our brains are wired. If we've thought the same thoughts over and over again for a long period of time, those pathways are are pretty embedded in our brain. We have to do some work to reroute our neural pathways, reroute our thinking to something new. So, a new thought might be as simple as, this isn't about me, or she's having a hard time. Just like your thoughts that seed anger, your anger seeds, I like that, <laughs> Um, just like your anger seeds are unique to you, these back pocket alternatives are going to be two. So, Start with your anger seed and see if you can change it in a way that makes you feel more neutral. Remember, it needs to be believable. And neutral is better than positive in this situation. Because positive thinking is often too big of a stretch. And it can feel like you're gaslighting yourself or trying to talk yourself out of your feelings. We want to move away from that. All right? I am actually going to stop there for this episode for this week, trying to keep it digestible for you. And I'll bring you part two next week where we'll explore what might be driving your child's anger. This is huge. If you can stay connected and help them process and you can understand why they're getting angry, you can help on both levels and you'll start to see real change. All right. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. If you are ready to move forward with coaching or if you'd just like to receive little weekly notes into your inbox from me, head to my website, juliamcgarry.com. I'll link it in the show notes, of course, and I will talk to you in the next episode.